0: Please be seated. Thank you, Lord. This morning, we are privileged and blessed to hear the word of God. And, uh, you know, as I was praying just before I came in, I felt that I'm almost constantly speaking seriously about what people must do. When you listen to me, it's always about what you must do. Why don't I speak about what God is doing? Then I heard the answer that what God is doing He will do it, whether the people know it or they don't know. What God is doing does not need you and me to know for him to be able to do it. But what you need to do, you need to know it. You need to know what you need to do in your relationship with God it's very important because if you don't know what you need to do you will not do it so it is important to know what you need to do than what God will do because as for what God will do he will do it without your knowledge and he has been doing it all these years without your knowledge. You see, as I look back on my life, I realize that God has been with me when I didn't know him. Or put it this way, when I didn't have a relationship with him. You see, you don't, even in your sinful state, in other words, even whilst we were yet sinners. In other words, whilst we had separated ourselves from him, whilst we have gone our own way, God was busy planning our rescue. When we were not crying for him to rescue us, he was making a plan to rescue us. So we don't need to know it's good when we know it, if he gives us a dream or whatever, it's good. But in terms of the critical things we need to know are what we must do. Because the most painful thing is to not know what you are supposed to do and therefore not do it, only to discover that you, have, you had more than enough abilities to do what you were supposed to do and you didn't do it not because you lack ability but because you didn't know that you're supposed to do it hallelujah so so if you hear me preaching this way i'm not pessimistic but i'm generally a person who is conscious of my role it's very important because if when you are not conscious of your role you will miss a blessing I said, when you are not conscious of your rule, you miss a blessing. So this morning, or mid, late morning, I want to draw our attention to some key truths that are very essential to our walk with God. Always remember this, remember this, and I'll say it again. The church, in other words, the building, the congregation the local assembly is a place that is meant to create an environment to foster your relationship with God are you with me it is out of your relationship with God that then you can have a relationship with every other thing around you. So the church is not meant to replace God in your life. And always remember that it is about a relationship with God. A relationship. You see, when you go to a university, you don't have a relationship with the university. You just go there to receive what information they have according to the chosen course that you have decided to do. But once you are done, you are done. You are finished. But with God, it's not you easy. The church is not an institution in that sense. Do you get it? But the real relationship is with God. The church as a whole is his body. So we may be, the, we may be the, the, the one hair, like our congregation may be one hair of God's body. We are part of his body. But the person of significance... Is God. Hallelujah. Yes. So everything spoken is geared towards Him. Good. Now in Psalm 95, and today I'm going to preach concerning thanksgiving. And it is in line with a book that our pastor has. Writing. and I'm always I'm very grateful for his life for one thing or for many things but one of the things is his ability to write in a way that I can read because I'm not, a, I'm not a reader I read but I'm not given to reading naturally I read because I have to so when the English is a bit, it has a bit of weight. You know, some people, when they write, you have to have the dictionary by you. Because it would be as good as reading the, reading the dictionary. But in this case, Bishop writes very simple books that we can all read. And so I always use it as an entry point into my reading field. You know, when you read a book that is easy to read, then you get some information that makes you want to read another book. So this Sunday, we are launching one of the new... Li- and his books are... It's like he, he does everything to make you... He, uh, he does everything to make people like me want to read. Because if you take a book like this, and, and you are reading it or you, you see it, it doesn't scare you. Do you get it? As against a book like this. Do you get it? And this one, the size of the book alone will cut some of us out. Because when are we going to finish? But when I take this one, I can read it on my way to work. Or on my way to somewhere or whilst waiting. I can read a lot. And it's written so nicely, so easy. Amen. So it is based on this book that I am preaching on Thanksgiving. Now, what is it about Thanksgiving? What is it about Thanksgiving that I want to talk about? I want to talk about the how to give thanks. You see, we hear many instructions in the Bible that tells us to give thanks. But how? how how do we give thanks it is important if you have to do something to know how to do it because there are ways of doing a thing that nullifies it and there are ways of doing it that makes it very visible for example if I need to apologize to you about something. And I come and say that, well, since they said I must apologize, I'm sorry. Since they said I must apologize, I'm sorry. You see, you have said I'm sorry. But the way you said it nullifies the being sorry. against you know I've thought about what happened between me and you and having analyzed and everything I realized that I did not treat you well and for that I want to say I'm sorry you see though, there are two different things you see by saying it that, you see as I've said I have analyzed what went on between the two of us and looking at it I did not treat you well. And for this, I'm sorry. What happens is that the person also will say, I've also analyzed and I also didn't respond properly. So I'm also sorry. But since they said, I must apologize. I want to say I'm sorry. The person, it's almost like you've poured petrol or oil into a fire that is burning. Hallelujah. So the Bible instructs us, to give thanks. Psalm 95. You see, and the reason why I like Bishop is that he's able to write his preachings nicely for us to read. Because what I'm preaching with, for you, with you, what I'm preaching now, I don't have it as notes. I don't have it as notes. So when I finish preaching today, that's it. There's no notes of it anywhere. So unless I get the audio, I will not even remember in details what I said. Because there's no notes to remember. Because I can't write. I've tried. You know, I've tried. So at the beginning, it was frustrating. But after a while, I accepted that this is also the way the Spirit of God wants to do with my life what he wants. So it's fine. So I preach as the Spirit brings things to memory. Amen. Amen. And you are wondering, why don't I get confused? It's also part of the grace. Good. So in Psalm 95, we hear the psalmist, Uncle David, saying, Oh, come and let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation to the rock of our deliverance, to the rock of our help, to the rock of our our liberator or our liberation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. I want you to underline, if your Bible can be underlined, underline the word, thanksgiving. Come into his presence with thanksgiving. And make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. And then he goes on to describe who it is that he's talking about. Just in case you don't find the need to do his his advice. He says, Listen, for the Lord, for the Lord is a great God. He's not just a God, he's a great God and a great king. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. You see, so he's now going on to describe the, the, the stature. Of the God That he encourages you To come before his presence With thanksgiving So One of the things That we can learn As we go into this psalm Is the fact that You cannot give thanks properly When you don't even know The magnitude or the stature Of the person That you are giving thanks to so he's teaching us, a listen, I'm not asking you to come to somebody who is just sitting there waiting for thanks. No. I'm asking you to come to somebody who is a great God and a great king. He's above all gods. And he goes on to say, listen, in his hands are the deep places of the earth and the strength of the hills He's also. In other words, His greatness, everything depends on him. In his hands, everything is supported. This is the God that you have. The sea is his. He made it. His hands formed the dry lands. Oh, come, let us kneel. Or let us worship and bow. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Listen, you are not being asked to come into the presence with thanksgiving of an ordinary entity or one of your colleagues who has had some small grace and has been able to go a little bit above you. No, 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 no. You are coming before a God who is above everything. The Lord God our Maker. And then he goes on. You see, when I read the Psalms, when when I read this particular psalm, I got a bit confused. That listen, what has Thanksgiving got to do with hearing his voice? I don't know if you understand my question. Of the things that we are to come before his presence. Thanksgiving is the most significant. And I'm asking myself. You are saying we should come before the Lord. With thanksgiving. Making joyful noise. Singing psalms. What has hearing his voice. Got to do with thanksgiving. You see. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hands. So now he's describing, you see, first of all, he told us what we must come to God with. And went on to give us the reason that the God we are coming to is a great God, is all-powerful. Number two, he has made us and we are the sheep of his pasture. We are the sheep of his pasture. And because we are the sheep of his pasture, we have an important thing that we need to do. He said, today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation, as in the day of the temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me and proved me and saw my work. Forty years long, I was grieved with this generation and said, it is a people that in their heart and they have not known my ways unto whom I swore in my wrath, they should not enter into my rest. Yes. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. No, you have, you have gone to another psalm. You see, so what it is, what the psalmist is telling us is something important. You see, we say we are thankful to God by bringing offering. And by saying with our lips, thank you, God. And yet, we don't obey him. You see, I learned recently that being thankful can be manifested in different ways or can be done in different ways. One of it is just you say thank you. But you see, when a provision, listen carefully, this is the point of the message. When a provision has been made in your life through God, the best and the proper way of saying thank you is to obey him. so you realize that you realize that the psalm ended with a warning not to disobey you you see you know as a father the thanks that i can appreciate for my children is for them to do What I'm spending on them for. The best way of saying thank you for your provisions is to use the provisions to make you what it was intended for you to be. And most of us don't give thanks well because, and and you will see it in the Bible. Let me progress quickly before I even give too many examples. Jeremiah chapter 6. And I think verse 16. Also, Jeremiah chapter 6. Let's, let's go to the... Let's go to a few verses, let me just, a few verses about Okay, let, let's, do, let's do verse 16. It's okay. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways. You see, this is Jeremiah the prophet writing to a group of people that God was not happy with. And because they have gone astray. He says, Stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old path. Where is the good way and walk therein? And ye shall find rest. Are you seeing the word rest? they going. Rest for your souls. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavenly laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke up. He said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavenly laden, and I will give you rest. Take my, take my yoke upon you. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You see, so what you can see is that whatever it means to have rest for your souls, it comes from obeying God. Follow, to obey God is to follow Him. To obey God is to walk in His ways that He has chosen. Now, He says, and you shall find that said the last time, but they said, we will not walk in them. How did they say it? How did they say it? I don't know how they said it, but that's whatever they did. The Lord interpreted it as they saying, "We will not walk in them." Yes. I have. I also set a watchman over you. Hacking to the sun but they said, "We will not hack in." Therefore, hear ye nations, and know, oh congregation, what is among them. Let's read on. Hear, O earth, behold, I will bring evil upon these people, even the fruit of their thoughts. I don't know what is the fruit of their thoughts, what it actually means. But when you think, you act, and you're supposed to yield something. He says the result of it is what will be cast. Hmm. Why? 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 Because they have not hearkened unto my words nor to my law, but rejected it. Then he goes on. You see, what happens is that people think or we feel that we can honor or give thanks, appreciate, because giving thanks is to appreciate what has been done for you. We feel that we can appreciate or say we appreciate with our lips and yet go on to do something contrary to what is expected of us. So he said, the the next question he asked is to what purpose cometh there me incense from Sheba? And the sweet cane from a far country read on. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable. No. No, your sacrifice is sweet unto me. Church, this is the gist of the message. And I want everybody to hear it. Listen to me. Listen to me. Salvation is not our idea. Neither is it our plans. It is the work of God that has no contribution from us. Out of the depth of his love for us, I said, out of the depth of his love for us, he has saved us for a purpose. I said, he has saved us for a purpose. Our way of saying thanks, that will be appreciative to him, is to do what he says. That's, that's, the, that's all. Our way of saying thanks to God is to do the purpose for which He has saved us. So, listen to those of you who feel you can decide what you want to be. It's like this is, the, this is my way of working with God. It's, it's not about your way, it is about His way. And you see, you'll be surprised that he, you will be discovered to him as somebody who is unthankful. Oh yes, I'm telling you. When you wake up in the morning, and it's not about God, but it's all about you, think again. And I'm saying this especially if you are born again. Because to be born again means to respond to his offer. But after you have responded to his offer, you do your own thing. And let it never be that your personal ambitions stands in your way of being obedient to God. Because he did not save you for your personal ambitions. He saved you for his ambitions for your life and the truth is your personal ambitions are trash before his ambition for your life oh yeah you do. Is, is there, the, the reason you don't know is because you don't know his um, his plans and purposes for your life you see as as i look at myself my personal ambition for coming to south africa was to be a specialist orthopedic surgeon i wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon But you see, what is an orthopedic surgeon? To being a pastor that shepherds the flock of God. An orthopedic surgeon will give me money for myself. And you see, when God is not in your life, even if they give you a lot of money, you will not use it well. In other words, you will not use it in a way that would have a lasting effect. You will not use it well because the wisdom to use the resources of this life in a way that will have an impact generations after you comes from God. The wisdom of this world is to actually waste your life. The wisdom of this world is actually to waste your life. Don't, don't tell me that I'm, not, I'm saying don't do things. Do whatever you want to do but don't leave out what the God's plan and purpose for your life. Because he has saved you. As he saved you, he, he had a clear agenda for your life. Paul said in Ephesians 2.10 We are his workmanship created in his we are a she created in Christ, Jesus unto good works which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. He starts by saying, for by grace are we saved and not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. But Christians, we don't care. And let me tell you something. The beauty of God's purpose for your life is that it can be carried out anywhere you are where you are and whatever you do God's purpose can be carried out in your life the only reason you are not is because it has not preoccupied you as your way of saying thank you for my salvation but that was not so with Apostle Paul you know in everything it's good to have an example because sometimes you need an example to see how they implemented it in a similar situation that you are in. That is why Christ came to be our example. He came because we are identified with the flesh. In other words, because we are wearing the flesh, He also had to wear the flesh in order to be a good example unto us. Because if He came without the flesh, it will not be a good example because the problems that the flesh impacts on us, He will not have that problem. So, this is, I'm, re, I'm doing chapter 4 of this book with you. Acts chapter twenty six. Acts 26. And the chapter 4 of the book is the whole of Acts 26. Or most of Acts 26. Acts. Somebody open chapter 4 for me. Chapter 4 says... How to why am I struggling to open? Those those who are thankful. Those who are thankful. And you see, up until now, it has my, my mind has always been that to give thanks is to just be saying nice things. Oh Lord, you are beautiful. I'm so grateful for your life. <laughs> <laughs> so grateful for your life that i have in me (laughs) you know all those things yes it's nice they are accolades but we saw that the lord said you have brought incense from a very far away place and came from a far country but i don't like them i don't want them who said who told you that it is your sacrifices and your offerings that I need. When you disobey what I tell you. You know, again, one, one child, I don't know, he says something. And I realize that this person doesn't understand what it means to give thanks. Or to be thankful. You see, you are in an environment where life was difficult. All your siblings have not amounted to much. Now you get an opportunity to be brought in another environment where you have your own private room to study. A study table is made for you. You are taken in a car to go to school. textbooks are bought, everything you need. Extra teachers, I mean, extra teachers, private teachers are gotten for you. Now, what is the best way to give thanks? For the good done to you. Is it not for you to sit down to study? Is it not for you to sit down to study? That all these things have been done for me. So that I can become something. So then I must do why I was brought here. But rather, you find some children busy... Thinking they are deceiving you, watching YouTube and other things, claiming, pretending to be learning. It's almost like you are not thankful that somebody has gone an extra mile to make provisions for your life in a way as to help you to become something. So the thankfulness that I would expect from such a person. It's not to come and say thank you to me. But it's to be what I have spent money for. For you to be. It's to be what I've wished you to be. And you see most of us we don't understand this. That God you see salvation. Salvation. I said salvation. is not intended for us to just come around and whatever and we are happy we are not we are not going to go to hell salvation is to deliver us from the power of satan you see once sin came once adam disobeyed man came under the power of satan because the bible says to whom you yield yourself to to that person you are the person's servant Most Christians don't understand that we, we, having been saved, having received Jesus, we still want to be under the power of Satan. But let's listen to what Paul said in Acts chapter 26. Those who give thanks, probably I will add, those who give thanks well. Or those who are thankful properly. You see, in Acts chapter 26, Paul said, Then Agrippa said unto Paul, Thou art permitted to speak for thyself then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself and he said thank you Go on, please let's read fast I want to finish on time I think myself happy King Agrippa because I shall answer for myself this day before thee touching all the things whereof I'm accused of by the Jews then he started especially because I know that I know thee to be an expert in all customs and questions among the Jews in other words I know your background and I'm very happy now I have a chance to speak to you Whereof I beseech thee to hear me patiently, only be patient with me. My manner of life from my youth, which was at first among my own nation at Jerusalem, no the Jews, in other words, listen, they know who I am and they know how I have lived my life. In terms of our religion, He says, which knew me from the beginning? If they would testify, that's if only they would speak the truth. After the most strictest sect of our religion, I leave the Pharisee. In terms of our religion, I was in the top class of those who really, really kept the, the religion, the laws of the religion. You see, in every environment, there are different groups. You have those who adhere to the, whatever is this so strictly. There are those who are in between, and there are those who don't care. And Paul is saying that in terms of our Jewish religion, I was of the top class of those who kept the law to the minutest detail. And they were the Pharisees. That's where I was. And now I stand and I'm judged for the hope of the promise made made of God unto our fathers. In that religion, in that religion, there was a hope of a Messiah. And that is what today they they are judging me about so he goes on, unto which promise our twelve tribe, instantly serving God day and night, hope to come. For which hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused of the Jews. Why should it be taught a thing incredible with you that God should not raise the dead? Because Paul was explaining that. The reason why they are, they are accusing him is because he said Jesus Christ, the Messiah, rose from the dead. And that is what he's preaching remember when jesus rose from the dead there was a story also that was going around saying that they have stolen his body and that he didn't rise so as because if if they accepted that he rose from the dead then he should be the messiah and they have to give up their crooked ways and people love their crooked ways i said people love their crooked ways That's why God is still struggling with us, but minus you in Jesus' name. We shall be obedient children of God. We shall be classified as thankful children of God. Oh, may the Lord be happy with us. May the Lord brag with us because of our obedience to his ways. Oh, yes. And say, I, I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus. In other words, initially, I was against this Jesus of Nazareth. Until, which thing I also did from Jerusalem, and I I put a lot of the saints in prison, and I got authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against. Him. In other words, I was in favor of their being killed. I punished them offering every single and compared them to blaspheme. Being exceedingly mad at them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. So he's giving his testimony of his wickedness towards those who believe in the name of Jesus. Whereupon, I, I, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priests, these same people that are accusing me, I was working for them. At midday, O oh king, I saw a way, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me, and them which journeyed with me. Then we all fell to the ground. Please go on. And when we were all falling to the, I heard a voice speaking unto me, saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, so, Saul, so, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. Then I said, who art thou, Lord. And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. But rise. You see, so now he's explaining to the king the the, the, the point of change. And what did he say? He said, rise, stand up to thy feet. For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. My appearance to you. You see, it, it it caught my attention that Jesus is not petty. Some of us, if it was us, we would have a long discussion with Paul to explain to us why he's doing what he's doing. But you see, Jesus, as if he has done nothing. As if he has done nothing, he gave him the work. He said, listen, guy, I want you to do one, two, three. Hey, what a Jesus. He said, but rise for I have appeared unto this people. To make thee a minister and a witness. This is the reason why I have appeared unto you. I want to make you a minister and a witness. Both of these things which you are seen. And of those things in which I would appear unto thee. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now send you. In other words, embedded in this. Is, you are not going to have it easy, but don't worry, I'll be there with you yes. now. To do what? To do what? To open the eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan. From the power of you see, most people don't believe that they are under the power of Satan. But Paul's testimony of his encounter with Jesus and recounting the message, Jesus himself says that I have come to deliver them from the power of Satan. So if you are a Christian and you don't believe that one of the purposes of your salvation is to deliver you from the power of Satan, and therefore not consciously look out for the ways by which Satan brings you under his power, then you are not wise, but minus you. I said man of you you shall always look out for the ways by which the enemy would want to have power over you and you shall be delivered from it because that is the purpose of God for your salvation to deliver you from the power of Satan and that they may receive an inheritance oh sorry they may receive forgiveness of sin and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me so, God has called you or has saved you, not only for the forgiveness of your sins, but for you to receive an inheritance. Whatever it is, may you receive your inheritance. Amen. Whereupon, O oh King Agrippa, number one, I was not disobedient. Is he a thankful person? has no room for disobedience. I say a thankful person does not disobey. Especially when you have been brought from a place of rottenness to a place of freshness, to a place of darkness, into a place of light. It is not, a thankful person will not just say thank you but you will be obedient whatever you are told to do in the light you will do it because it's you count it a blessing a privilege to be in the light how, how many christians are disobedient plenty you see i was not disobedient to the heavenly vision i was not disobedient to the work that i was giving And you see, you can see clearly that Paul, eh, he understood salvation and why we have been saved. Yes, he understood it. He understood it better than Peter, James, and all of them. Or maybe he wrote it more because they could also have understood, but they didn't write. But he wrote it. Yeah, because let me not pass wrong judgment. Because he wrote it, that's why I know he understood it. The others didn't write, so I can't say they understood it. But you can see Paul understood what salvation is. He was the one who said that Christ died for all. 2 Corinthians five fifteen. He says, Christ died for all. That they which live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died and rose again. Hallelujah. But how many Christians live for themselves? Ish, Ish. My this, my that, my this, my that. You can't even wake up to pray for somebody to be saved. You can't even wake up to pray, Lord, let your kingdom come in the lives of the community in which I live. Let the light of your gospel shine upon them. Even when you get to pray, it's about you. But I see that changing in your life in Jesus' name. Listen, listen. One of the ways by which we can be thankful is to pray for the kingdom of God's manifestation in the lives of people. You see, in prayer, there are different levels. The level where it's about you. And your relationship with Him. Most of us don't even pray. We don't, I mean, in that category, there's a subgroup where it's about you and your plans and what you want Him to do. Most of us don't even pray about our relationship with Him, that we want it to be sweet and nice. No. When was the last time your prayer topic included that? Lord, I wanna love you. I want to be obedient to you i want to walk with you i want to walk where you walk i want to be with you all the time i want your presence with me most of us don't pray lord you know i've been praying and i expect you you see if you say you are god why don't you give me the promotion go and check your prayer topics even if you remember them Go and check your prayer topics but you see that's a level of prayer where it's about you where you are the center of the prayer then another level is when others become the center of the prayers and the highest level is when god and his kingdom become the center of your prayers that's the highest level may we all arrive there in jesus name so, you see, Paul said he was, his way of saying thanks is to be obedient to the instruction given to him. Number two is to continue faithfully and relentless in his work or in his call. You see, many of us give up so easily in our relationship with God. We, we give up the slightest thing. Let you lose something that is dear to you is the beginning of the end of your relationship with God I have people that you are you, you, you have been through the church you have married and have a child and your husband is misbehaving and that is the end of your coming to church and your further Christian development is it not selfishness and meanwhile 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 I sat with you and I told you in your face, if I were you, I told you in your face, in the presence of the guy, that if I were you, I would not marry this guy. What else do you want to be told? No, no. Do, do you know what it means to tell, sit before a church member? Both of you are church members. And I sit before you and I say, if I were you, I would not marry him. What else do you want me to say? But it's not surprising because the person is so selfish and full of their interest that even a good advice fell on a deaf ground, uh, uh, fell on deaf ears. And it's no wonder that the person is responding the way she's responding after the thing didn't work. If your marriage is not working, is it that God is also not working? But you see most of us we don't continue we, we must be faithful you see to be faithful means that there will be problems but you still persist there will be things that you didn't expect and there will be hills and valleys but god, you sh- that is when you can say you are thankful to god for your salvation some of you when you are broke that's the end of you that's the end of your relationship with Jesus. Jesus will not he will not find you. You will not pray with him. You will not go to where his name is mentioned. You don't even want to know anything about him anymore. But may you be faithful. Amen. I said may you be faithful. Amen. You see, it's your faithfulness, your continuance in your walk with God, in your relationship with Jesus, in difficult times, is a way, is an is a expressive way of saying thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. And the last point. Say thank you. Or be thankful by continually talking about the good done to you. That is called witnessing. Do you know one of the things that is missing in Christianity today is just... A Christian to meet another person and share Christ with that person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see, if I do you good and you don't tell your neighbor how good I have been to you, it means the good is so ordinary or you see it as very ordinary good that it doesn't deserve justify of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you see witnessing is not the work it's not the work of the pastor it's, it's your way of saying thank you it's your way of saying thank you what did Paul witness Paul witnessed about the kindness shown to him that hey I was a blasphemer I was, an, I was injurious to the church but God had mercy on me Save me. You see the mercy is to be going the wrong way and it be pointed out to you to have an opportunity to make a U-turn before your time on earth is finished. Yeah. And you are saved. But you don't tell anybody about your salvation. Is it that Jesus is doing nothing in your life or has done nothing in your life? Or is it that you don't know what Jesus has done? If you don't know, then ask your pastor, I have a duty to teach you. And I will teach you because you have to tell of his goodness. My way of saying thank you It's what I'm doing. You see, I didn't know this, but I find myself always to just be happy to do things in the house of God. And my reason is that looking at where I've come from and where I am now, it is only God. So if this is my little way of saying thank you, so be it. That I, I, I didn't you see, what I know now as biblical truth. I was doing it not knowing the biblical truth behind it. So you can see, as a lay pastor, as a lay pastor, I left nothing. Look, I started that way of life when I was in fourth year of medical school. Fourth year of medical school, I will leave my studies. I will study the little that I can, and I'll go and arrange the place for church service. I will we'll clean the place, we arrange the chest and all the, all the for one full year for one full year oh yes it affected my academics it did it did because I I had never failed an exam before in all my life until that year that I gave myself to do the work of God because it was physical work so I, I was getting tired and I had a referral or I had a sub and that was even with one mark because I want to argue with the lecturer. You don't argue with... There are certain people you don't argue with them. Police officers. (laughs) Do you get it? Police officers. Custom officials. And, uh, or not custom, border. Border. Border people. And I think some, a third group of people. Security, okay. Oh, somebody said, and a waiter. (laughs) I think so, because you will eat what you don't like. (laughs) Yeah. And I went to argue with the lecturer, and I needed one mark. I needed one mark. In fact, somebody was there at the examiners meeting and it's like people were talking about oh, this guy's a good guy this is uh, so we need to add one mark and the lecturer said he's not adding that one mark because i came to argue with him and the argument was that he expected me to do a procedure in a certain way like this first the second and third but the specialist under which i did my rotation said it's not necessary So we were doing it in in any order. And unfortunately, this time around, when I did it in the wrong order, I got problems. Because the, the training is, you look before you feel. You look before you feel. Because there are certain conditions. When you see they are present, you don't feel. Because it may provoke bleeding that you cannot easily stop so when you see what is there you know that this is what is there so you don't feel because when you feel you feel blindly and unfortunately that day I didn't look I felt and when I pulled my hands out there was bleeding <laughs> So the lecturer was saying, all oh, I should have said, oh, I'm sorry, I should have done this before that. But I want to say that our consultant, look, he made me come back after six weeks to write the exam. For one mark, I came back after six weeks. I traveled to London for the first time, and I wanted my friend stayed stay for six weeks. I had to come back after three weeks because I have to come and write the exam. Hallelujah. I don't know even what I'm talking about. But whatever it is, we need to be faithful. I said we need to be faithful. Yeah, I was talking about how I've learned to just be thankful to God by doing his things. Witnessing, telling Jesus or telling somebody about what Jesus has done in your life. It's It's not the work of the church. It's your way of saying thank you. It's your way of saying thank you it's your way of saying what the person has done means so much to me that I can't keep quiet because when when your husband does something nice all your female friends get to know oh and he bought me this car and he bought me this dress he bought me this shoe yes So how come you don't tell others about what Jesus has done for you? Yes. Huh? It is it is a proper way. You see, it is more than opening your mouth to say thank you, Jesus. And may we be found to give God thanks well. May we do it in a way that makes him appreciative by obeying his word. And doing what he has told us or asked us to do. Seeking for it and doing it. Don't think about yourself. He's thinking about you. I said, don't think about yourself. He's thinking about you. Just do what he says you should do. Focus on doing what he says you should do. He will read it as your thankfulness. And more blessings will come into your life. More. Because there are many blessings in your life that you don't know that you need them. Oh, yes. Yes but I see many blessings coming into your life. Let's rise to our feet. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice and thank him as we give him praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We are closing very soon, please. Give him thanks, give him thanks. Bless his holy name and give him thanks and pledge to do what he has asked us to do what would give thanks to him well to obey him to obey him to do what he has asked us to do we give you thanks. and to continue
1: we give you thanks. no
0: matter chale- what challenges we meet oh, yes, we should not be like the Israelites oh, yes, who in the moment of challenges became unthankful oh, yes, we are thankful. sometimes challenges of life has a way of pushing you to be unthankful. But always remember that thankfulness is to be faithful and to continue in the way God has chosen for your life. Lift up your voice and bring praise. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Oh, our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you. We give you praise for our lives. We thank you by seeking to obey you, to keep your instruction, your guidance, Where we should go, what we should do. Lord, help us. Help us to give thanks well with our lives in a way that is acceptable unto you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you. Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We say thank you with our lips. But we want to learn to say thank you in our actions. For that is more pleasing to you when our actions guided by our hearts appreciates your work and therefore works in your instructions for our lives for we could not save ourselves but you saved us we do not know the way but you know the way therefore May we stand in the way and ask for the old paths, the good ways that we may walk in, according to your instructions, according to your words. Whatever you say, Lord, we want to be found to be walking in them. If you say go, we want to go. If you say wait, we want to wait. In everything, we want to fix our eyes on you alone. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you all the adoration. We have asked of you this one thing to be thankful in our walk with you. Lord, give it to us. Enable us to be thankful through the help of your Holy Spirit at all times may we testify of what you have done and continue to do in our lives may we not be forgetful may we not be too busy not to tell others about your saving power and about your deliverance we thank you Holy Spirit in Jesus name as every head is bowed and every eye closed we want to say pastor Thank you for your word. I need to give my life to Jesus. And I want to do it. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift it up high. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand wherever you are. I want to pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. I want to pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You want to give your life to Jesus, I want you to lift your right hand high. Say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Say with me, everyone, Jesus, I thank you for your death on the cross, for my salvation. Today, I declare to all that I believe in you as a son of God. Who came to die for my sins? For my sins. You rose again, day, rose again on the third day, seated at the right hand of God. I, I, receive, you I receive you as my savior, as, my savior as, the as the Messiah. Thank you for loving me, thank you. And, thank you for my and thank you for my salvation. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I, thank you for Jesus. I thank you for Jesus, who came to die for me, who came to die for me? because you loved me. I come to you just as I am. Thank you for receiving me. Thank you for forgiving me because of the blood of Jesus that has washed me clean. From today, I am your child and I will walk with you in obedience to your word. Enable me by giving me the baptism of your holy spirit by me the to make it possible thank you for loving me thank you. Just, as just as i am in jesus name i pray name. Amen. amen father thank you for these precious lives may they never be the same may they never be the same bless our lives to do your will and to please you Deliver us from the power of Satan and every lie of Satan that brings us under his power. May we be found to be children of light in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platforms.